Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers, for the end of the year with the haunted holiday. Yes. Happy, happy new year right at this point, right? No, it, it's a couple days to new year. A couple but days, okay. totally close enough. I'm good. You, you seem to drink <laughs> and know things, so besides the drinking, you just know things. Yeah, true that. When was the last time you had an alcoholic drink, Mark? Uh, I, I have I have an occasional libation, but it's just like a shot or something. I don't really, I don't do uh, heavy stuff anymore because of uh, the epilepsy meds. So okay. I'll have a I'll have a drinky poo here and there, but that's about it. I I yeah, I'll, I'll drink some Bailey's. I'll drink some. Uh, usually I'm I'm a big fan of uh, bur uh, Kentucky bourbon. So. Okay, because I was going to say, I'll drink some Baileys, and by I'll drink some Baileys, I mean the entire bottles. <laughs> I feel like Baileys isn't enough by itself, and then when yeah. I drink the, you know, when I drink it straight and I drink a whole bottle, I'm like, oh, it's plenty. But by that time, I don't remember, so it's fine. Yeah. I am making mulled wine, though, for um, New Year's, so oh, I'm excited nice. about that. I had mulling spices, so I'm making myself some mulled wine for New Year's. That's very, very good. You got some, uh, oh my gosh, so many good things with that. I, I like doing some cloves with that too, so. There is cloves, there is anise, I think is how it's said. I'm, I'm very excited. We're not going to go through Erica's mulled wine recipe, but um, I will be drinking my mulled wine and doing what? Watching some of my favorite ghost movies oh, for the haunted go. holidays. Today, we even have the amazing Bo Lake with us to discuss our haunted holiday ghost watching list with some honorable mentions. We've discussed this before, you know, where we did, you know, Halloween movies and we've done vampires and we've done werewolves and we've kind of had some controversial endings on those <laughs> i'm still standing by my twilight vampires being the strongest so hey you know it's <laughs> hard to argue that but we decided you know and it was ghost stories for christmas was the yes. thing that i mentioned that the bbc does and that some other people did we did get a couple questions asking what were our favorite ghost movies for christmas but we didn't get this one out in time for that because we just had so much for haunted holidays but we did get this one out and I'm very happy that we're going to be able to do this. So, yes. So end of the year, you can catch up on all of the ones we've are about to discuss, discuss, yeah. use the words. But I think before we go into our top picks, we should go over some of the good, the bad, the ugly of ghost movies, right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily which ones are the scariest here. This is just no. ghost movies that we think you should see i mean there are some that are iconic and some you don't even realize are ghost movies when you watch them because there's some other things going on and those are some of my favorites uh like like what mark like uh one of my personal favorites field of dreams oh yeah, yeah. i realize it's a ghost movie because it's ghosts from the past that are uh, affecting this man ray kinsella who is told it's a Mandela effect because some people say, you know, if you build it, he they will come. Yeah, and it's no, if you build it, he will come. Yeah, and it's like his dad, right? Something like that. He goes on a journey through lots of things. He's he, and he meets some other ghosts of the past. He even 
travels in time at one point to meet a, a doctor who died in the 80s, but who was a baseball player in the 50s. And I had one at bat and stuff like that. And this, this voice keeps leading him to all these things. And of course, he winds up plowing through his field, you know, much to the chagrin of all his neighbors, to build a baseball field and not plant it. How can you not have, you know, where eight, every acre counts? It's just, it's a really cool story. And then, you know, spoiler alert, there will be spoilers for these movies, gang. So yeah. saying that now, these are generally older movies. But uh, yeah, at the end, one of the players turns out to be his long lost father. Every man I know who has watched that has cried his eyes out at the end. <laughs> I No, it's true. It's it's really amazing. Um, yeah. Now, it's, is it one of my favorite ghost movies of all time? Kinda, because it's one of those I can watch it again and again because you find different things in it every time you watch. But the ghosty parts are not the most important part, but they are cool. That's true. That's true. So one that I consider that a lot of people don't realize is necessarily, I think some people forget that it's a ghost movie, mm. is The Ring. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That one and Juon, The Grudge. I, were, I was going to mention both those. Yeah. Because those are both, I think people, because of the videotape and all this stuff, forget that these are ghost movies. It's about a ghost in these but videos. I think it's because it's like a Japanese ghost and they're not used to seeing them like a ghost full figured ghost and not like a semi-transparent ghost yeah, yeah. so people aren't like oh ghost and they're like oh creepy girl in the tv yeah. which is not the same thing very true very true um what about let's let's pop in um a ghost tv show because we've talked about it a lot but there's an american and a british version of the tv show ghosts i'm obsessed yeah. obsessed oh. for which yeah. version or both i've been watching the uk one it's so and, good and it's right? so good just wait i'm telling you i'm on team usa for this one and i'm normally on team uk for these things but the TV show Ghosts, I think you can get it streaming on... It's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. And it is about this woman who inherits a house. And it has a bunch of ghosts that are stuck there. And you can't leave until you've fulfilled whatever it is that you're supposed to resolve yeah. from your previous life. And they have been there for literally hundreds and hundreds of years. <laughs> some of them. Some and, before the house even existed. Exactly. Right, lands itself. It is a comedy and I highly recommend it. There's there's an obscure one that I love that was very, very bizarre. It was on originally on, I think it was USA Network. And then I know at one point it was on Sci-Fi Channel for a mm -hmm. little bit. And it was a thing called G versus E. And I don't know if anybody remembers this it was filmed very 70s retro style and i want to say it came out had to be late 90s and it was a group of people who die and become cops as ghosts and they have to protect the world from morlocks which are basically evil doers from hell so basically demons mm -hmm. and it's just it was one of those they did two seasons i think and he would occasionally meet his teenage son. 
it was a very bizarre little episode uh, episodic police procedural but with monsters and mm -hmm. uh and they were ghosts so it was so just it was cool. when people would see them it was very much like our show the grim reaper one i can't remember the name of it dead like me yeah oh my I god dead, dead like, like me. me that was gonna be one of my mentions i love dead like it's me. so good you gotta love any show that starts with the lead character being killed by a toilet seat. From the space station. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. I and love that. I like that all the characters got known nicknames by how they died and hers was toilet seat. Yes. Oh, you're toilet seat girl. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that and that all their instructions come in the form of post-its. You gotta love anything that comes in the form of post-its. But if we're gonna talk about cop things having to do with death, we cannot forget this epic, probably no better film was ever made. That's complete sarcasm, Travelers. R.I.P.D. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Trying to jump on the bandwagon that was M.I.B. Uh, yes. They decided to go with another obscure comic book. Because M.I.B., now a lot of people don't know the original M.I.B. comic, they dealt with paranormal. They dealt with... Uh, demons ghosts angels uh dragons monsters as well as aliens because it was based on bureau 13 the great role-playing game by the late great richard Chichel. oh my gosh how did you oh, bring that his his favorite thing in the world of course it came up again i had to bring it up so it's it's happy new year but um but that was mib comic he, you know he was they admit they played the bureau 13 role-playing game the guy who wrote the comic book and that inspired him, as well as the original Encounters MIBs. And then R.I.P.D. was inspired by the MIB comic book. So there you go. It's Well, I'm going to say, as, as terrible in a way as R.I.P.D. is, I love it because of the actors that are in it and its cheese factor. You know there if was a wanna... sequel. There is a sequel. Yes, and it's our from our Burn Notice guy. Uh -huh. uh, not Not Bruce Campbell, but the other one. And I, I actually like the sequel better than the Ryan Reynolds, Jeff Bridges one. So. Okay. First of all, that is blasphemous. I don't ever want to hear you say that again. Because right. Ryan Reynolds is a saint. Oh, he's great in it. But I think the movie's better in the second one. So Whatever. Don't want your opinion. Okay. Bo, what about an honorable mention from you? An honorable mention. I will say that... Um... I really would just want to talk about X-Files as always every day of my life. But there is a ghost specific episode that fits in with Haunted Holidays. And it's called Season 6, Episode 6, How the Ghosts Stole Christmas. Yep. And they go to a haunted house on Christmas and hijinks ensue. It is a very good episode. I think you could jump right into that episode if you wanted. But yeah, I do have another honorable mention TV show wise Ooh. that actually, I think, again, gets overlooked for this purpose, but it's being human. And there is a UK wow. and a US version yep. of the show. Yep. Being and human, has, a, the ghost in that is amazing. Yes. It's Which version should I watch? I like the UK again. I like the UK version. I, I like them both. Let me just say that because yes. I really enjoy the cast from the US version, but I feel like they they did something a little different with the angst because it's a werewolf, a vampire, and a ghost 
that sounds like a I walked into a bar. I feel <laughs> exactly. like that's what I should say. But um, it's those three characters and they all becoming those things besides the vampire who's been the vampire for a while. But the werewolf ends up becoming the werewolf and the ghost ends up becoming the ghost and kind of being stuck together and having to um, figure out how to navigate existence because yeah. the ghost is stuck in the house. Like the ghost yeah. can't go anywhere. And it's, so it's a lot around that. And but, the werewolf is played by uh, young Russell Tovey and he's uh, adorable and he had just been in a couple Doctor Who episodes and he was the first guy I kind of got flustered with getting his autograph. I didn't even realize that he had flustered me at the time. <laughs> so, and then I believe, was it Guy Flanagan was the vampire, right? He's the, later goes on to be one of the dwarves in the yeah. Hobbit movies. It was very well done. They replaced the cast about halfway through because they kind of each get through their story arcs. So it was, it was pretty cool. But uh, And then the U.S. version kind of went with the second character set of characters, which weren't as strong as those first ones. So, oh, so the they, US, did, they did like, like uh, what's that show on the BBC, Skins, where they had like one generation of characters and then a new generation yeah. the next yeah. season? I what they should have done with Heroes? Um, yeah, yeah, they should have. <laughs> We're not critiquing right, so other shows. I've, all right, I'm going to give you a, an obscure one. Another, obscure, another obscure movie that many people don't... Is it a ghost story? Isn't it a ghost story? It's one of those fun ones. And that one's called Session 9. Have you, okay. have you seen what, what is Session 9 about, Mark? That's an okay. old movie, right? Yeah, it's an, it's an overlooked gem, I think. It's basically, if you dig into it, people go, oh, yeah, if you haven't seen Session 9. It's basically a team of asbestos removers are bidding and they get a contract to clear out an abandoned insane asylum that's going to be turned into a new city you know office and mm -hmm. so they have to get in there and take out all the asbestos and there's a lot of characters in it that they're the team that are doing it and one of the guys is finding all these old tapes and and he's playing the tapes of these sessions and one of them is this basically uh sybil type character that had bunches of different personalities and um and so he's playing interviews with all the different personalities while they're working on taking out the asbestos in this very giant kirkbride type asylum very waverly hills and stuff and i don't want to spoil this one since you have seen it so i'm not going to give away the big ending but are there ghosts are there other things going on that's the whole purpose of the movie Oh, okay. So we're not spoiling this one. I just yeah, want to make well, sure if you had seen it. I figure I, I, that may be one we watch together at some point. Listeners, get out there and uh, send us a message if you'd like to hear us watch that and listen as a commentary or something. So there we go. I like that. Um, okay, so here's one that I think some people don't necessarily think about it as a ghost movie like i don't i didn't even think about this as a ghost movie but it it is a ghost movie which is uh beetlejuice mm, oh yeah yeah because it's a ghost movie like if somebody goes hey name one of your top ghost movies i wouldn't go oh yeah beetlejuice i love beetlejuice i am super excited for the sequel to it um i love that they're bringing back a ton of the original cast so that is super exciting to me 
But um, Beetlejuice is a ghost movie. Yeah. And a great I, uh, Broadway play, too. The play is funner, I think, than the movie. Yeah, I, I liked it better. Um, but uh, I was I was one of those guys, I liked Beetlejuice, and everybody assumed it was like one of my favorite movies because I was Mr. Creepy Guy at the time it came out. But I'm, eh, it was okay. I, I prefer at the time Sleepy it came Hollow. out. I prefer Sleepy Hollow, which I do think is a great ghost movie as well. So Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. Sleepy Hollow, Johnny Depp. I will say this about Beetlejuice to, to defend it. I think that the cast is amazing. I think it's a very, very fun script. Oh, yeah. No, it's 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 enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's enjoyable. I'll put it on my list. Okay, Mark, where were you going next? The one I was going to go with was uh, a John Carpenter classic. Not not the one everybody thinks of. You know, when you think John Carpenter, you think Big the Trouble fog? in China, all that the fog. The <laughs> fog. That is the one. It was so good. It is. I I think it's the best of his work. I think, well, Big Trouble in China is his best, but this is, I think, John Carpenter's best. And Adrian Barbeau is just amazing in it. And um so I think you need to explain a little bit of the premise of The Fog because um, one of my yeah. favorite comedians, Eddie Azard, makes a big joke about The Fog in San Francisco, but it's not like John Carpenter's The Fog that moves around everywhere. Yeah, so it's a very town. brief. We're very brief. What is very The brief Fog? Thing. There's a town, uh, it's on the Pacific coast, and the town celebrates every year where this captain and his crew had founded the town but then died in a sailboat accident as they were leaving the town. Uh, their their boat crashed. But now it's a hundred years later, they're having the big centennial, but this strange fog is coming to town and anybody who gets involved into the fog gets chopped up into pieces basically because it's these ghosts were actually pirates and the people who founded the town were pirates, but they were murdered by the townspeople to steal their treasure, which is what founded the town. And so now the fog is coming back a hundred years later for vengeance. It's very cool. Adrian Barbeau steals the whole movie as the radio DJ. Uh, I think it was her first role, if I'm not certain on that, but it's got to be around the first time she showed up on camera. And uh, amazing, amazing movie. I'm going to list a childhood ghost movie, mm. which was Poltergeist. Oh, that is a classic. It is a classic. And so I good. think it scared the shit out of an entire generation of people when it came to static on the TV. You don't really get static on a TV anymore. So this is not something that I think <laughs> several generations know. The last couple of generations have dealt with necessarily is a static yeah. TV because now they just go blue. Yeah, they, they go, go blue, blue, or you know, they just roll into the next movie it thinks you like. Um, but the staticky, they're they're here, and the whole Indian burial ground thing, yeah. and all of that. Um, is I actually it, again, it's another one of those blasphemy things. I preferred some of the sequels. Poltergeist 2, the villain in that, the creepiest ghost ever on camera, the old the old preacher. Of course you're going to say that it's not. I'm just 
Well, he was he was dying of cancer at the time when they cast him. So he has probably one of the most iconic looks of a villain on film. And then they just made him even scarier. So yeah, Poltergeist 2, I highly recommend as well. Yes. They did a Poltergeist series, but it had nothing to do with no. the movie, except Tangina shows up as an investigator for the secret organization that hunts uh, monsters, legends, and ghosts, which owes its inspiration to Bureau 13 by... Oh my god, <laughs> Bureau 13 already, Mark. I can feel it coming. The uh, hair on the back of my neck. Actually, it was up. closer to Chill which was a role-playing game done by Paysetter and our good friend uh, Bill Fawcett. So. Okay, can, enough with the role-playing games, Mark. We're right. supposed to be talking about ghost things. Sorry. And you, know what? you said scary, but you, you see, know I got something I... on that uh, for Christmas. It was it was a role-playing game, so oh, I got in a role-playing game. So one of the scariest ghosts, I think, actually, though, you said the preacher is Candyman. Yeah, I was going to say. I love People realize Candyman. that's a ghost movie. It is. Candyman is completely a ghost movie. And yeah. I think, again, that's one of those things that people kind of overlook that that is, you know. And based ghost. on real events. Yes, which we, will be, yeah. which we will be doing a Candyman episode. But say that three times in the mirror. The same is true with the Bloody Mary saying that is summoning her ghost. I think. Yep. You know, saying anything three times in a mirror is probably yeah. not a good idea. That's, you know, you have to mock the Trinity as we've discovered, as we've done all this research. That's that's what these things are, is you're mocking the Trinity. Uh, I have one that's a ghost story that doesn't have a ghost. Kinda. Okay, well, you'll have to do that, and then we're going to do a break and come back with some more. But what okay, is the ghost? We'll get into our Actually, you know what? Break. Let's leave our listeners guessing of what is a ghost story that doesn't have a ghost in it, and we will give them the answer right after these breaks. Most know Florida as the land of endless sunny beaches, but the state is home to numerous eerie legends and mysterious creatures. The Everglades is home to the elusive skunk ape. In Key West lies an uncanny doll reputed to have a life of its own. Join Mark Muncy and illustrator Carrie Schultz as they uncover the history behind the state's creepiest stories in unusual locations. The dark side of the sunshine state presented in eerie Florida from History Press. Destiny Beard, the lyrical soprano who will haunt your dreams. With her alluring melodies and intricate harmonies, this dark siren of wistful song shall capture your soul and lead you into the night. Check out Destiny's new single, The Haunting Is Over with international musicians Sam Haynes and Gary Bennett, as well as her other musical works at destinybeard.com. So, Mark, what oh. is a ghost movie that doesn't have a ghost in it? Uh, one of my favorites, old William Castle classic. It's got everything. It's got Vincent Price, as is Goofiest. It's got a profoundly non-scary skeleton, and it was it was filmed. It, William Castle was famous for having these gimmicks when his movie would come out, and this one had Emergo, 
where in certain theaters, a plastic skeleton would fly out of the screen uh, at you because that was <laughs> William Castle. But anyway, it was called The House on Haunted Hill. Ooh. And 1959, and it's basically Clue, where Vincent Price is hosting a party, a ghost party, and everybody there gets $10,000 if they survive the night, and then he gives each of them a weapon. And of course, nobody knows each other and all this. It's basically Clue, just mm -hmm. redone, you know, as a movie. Well, and I was going to say was... that's pre, isn't that pre-Clue? Oh, yeah, way, way, way ahead of Clue. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I, I think even when they colorized it, they did color-coded characters like Clue, where one was mm. red, one was yellow, one was it was it was funny. It's one of those you just have to go in for the laughs because and I think Elvira's hosted it. Almost every horror host has hosted a version of that. And I know Rift Tracks did a live version of it that was amazing. So well, if we're doing it, that should be. I mean if we are going to say a haunted ghost one, there is, I think there's one by Matthew McConaughey called Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you've talked about that one before, Erica. It is funny because, yeah, Emma Stone's in it. It's very, it's well done. That's what I'm going to say. The one, if you want, like, the wildest and wackiest movie, and I think anybody who has seen this will also, if you tell them to describe this movie... They will go, hmm, and I, I do the same, and it's called House, but not the American one, the Japanese one from 1977. Oh, I was going to say, are you talking about the American one that has Norm in it? Uh, yeah, Norm in the first one, and then uh, Cliff in the second one. Yeah, those are those are fun. I don't, I was, I was going to describe Hasu, which is basically... Horror, comedy, and fantasy mushed together. It's basically, the easiest way to say is some girls go to a haunted house in Japan and that's the start of the movie. But it's like Jaws, but 10 times more complicated. It's like, it's what I imagine if I ever had all my seizure meds kick in at once would be like watching this movie. <laughs> so I don't know. It makes you really want to watch it now. It, it is definitely, it, it, it's like something, I mean, this is before Evil Dead. And Evil Dead 2, and it is on that level of crazy. Oh, wow. You know, hey, if you want to see a movie where a woman gets eaten by a piano, you know, enjoy this. I do. That's exactly that's what true. I want to see. That's a, That should be exactly what you want to see. What <laughs> about the um, 1988 classic, Mark? The classic. Ready? High Spirits. Oh, see, that was on my list of top three. Oh, was it? Yes. <laughs> That is one of my top movies of all time. I, I've I, never heard of it. So describe it for the audience and also me. Erica, do you want to do it? Uh, Mark, if it's in your top three, I'm going to let you do it because <laughs> I, I, it's okay. not my top three. So, so the great Peter O'Toole, one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, Lawrence of Arabia himself, is a man named Plunkett who has Castle Plunkett in Ireland. And it's falling apart. They don't have any money. They're trying to turn it into a hotel. And the only way they realize they can make money is by making it a haunted hotel. So they start inventing ghosts because the mother lives with them and tells them, oh, yeah, there's 100 ghosts here. There's this one, there's this one, there's this one. And he's just, nobody's seen it. It's not haunted, but he's going to pitch it as the most haunted hotel in the world. 
And so this small group of Irish folk who work in the uh, the castle help him make ghosts. They make a banshee. They make a mummy. They do all the things as wrong as you possibly can. And a, a paranormal team comes. A father who's trying to is about to enter the priesthood. He's there for a sabbatical. And of course, a young hot girl that's there to, you know, she 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 was supposed to go with her boyfriend and he dumped her, but she still came. And then this family of a parapsychologist come and they all get into the castle. And of course, it's pretty obvious that everything is terrible and they're about to leave. And then the young couple is the amazing Steve Gutenberg, ladies and gentlemen, that the uh, Freemasons made a star, according to the Simpsons. I'm sorry, the Stonemasons. And, then, <laughs> and, uh, and he comes there with his wife, who is always on drugs and uh, Prozac and Xanax and, and, and just hates life. And then they find out that her father is the guy who owns the mortgage on the castle. Mm. And they're trying to stop the castle from ever being a thing but the ghosts that are there find out about it and so they realize they're going to be moved to malibu and made ireland uh irish world they're going to move the castle and make a theme park in california but then the ghosts that are there realize this and start appearing and one of them is daryl hannah and a very young liam neeson is the ghost of the psychotic who keeps killing her every night or she has to keep reliving her her wedding day slash murder and uh, because she wouldn't sleep with him and it goes from there so it's just it's an amazing movie must watch and they dig into all the irish legends of ghosts they go into some odd stuff there's a horse that talks in it at one point and that's an actually a first legend that we'll talk about on a future episode which is wonderful see now i'm afraid to say movies because i don't know what's in your top 10 uh, well, my top three, yeah, yeah. Top three, top sorry, three. top three. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna say one. I hope again it's not in your top three because I could be ruin the ruiner of things. But what about Ghost Ship? Yes, best ghost five ship. minutes. The opening five minutes. Yeah, that's basically all I remember from it. That's all. How cool the first five minutes are. Yeah, the rest of the movie's terrible. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. So tell us why you. <laughs> It's not in my top three. I just, again, the first five minutes. But it's got, again, an amazing cast. It does have and, a really good cast. And, yep. you know, it's creepy. There's a lot of running. I think Ghost Ship can be appreciated, but it a is definitely a ghost-filled movie, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gotta go I've, for the salvage, you know. You're, you're coming for a fun time, not a good time. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Ghost Ship definitely, is. you know, turn your brain off and enjoy but the first five minutes iconic yeah and it's so good it's hard to beat hard to beat and that's the problem is it's it's kind of like x-men 2 the the mm. first five minutes are the best part of the movie and you know it just never gets up to that again and that's you know you set the bar pretty high it's tough that's to... why you can't do that you can't put the best part in the first five minutes nope 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 all right i'm going back to classic that i love dearly and that is 1944's the uninvited and I mentioned it at Halloween as one of my must-watch Halloween movies. So if you didn't get to it to Halloween, now's your backup chance to get to this. And it has all the classic, you know, ghost story tropes. And this is actually, I think, the first movie 
where they basically made the decision of saying this is a real ghost right off the bat. Because up to the 1940s, it was always some guy in a costume or some guy. It was Scooby-Doo. You know, there was a man behind the curtain. It was even things like the Christmas Carol and stuff like that. It was, oh, it might have been indigestion and stuff. This is the first one where they're like, nope, it's a ghost. They say it in the first five minutes. This was a haunting and we, you know, and this is how we dealt with it. And my goodness, it's just incredible. The filming is done. It's black and white. It's one of those that you will be drawn in and not even realize you're drawn into it. And all the characters are amazing and magical. So and enjoy. And the 2009 Christmas. remake, Mark? Don't even consider it. It's not even the same movie. They didn't even use any of it. They didn't use any of it. Just use the Is name. Is it just the same title? Like, are yes, they even related in any way? nothing to do with it. That's exciting. It's like the difference between the original Haunting, which I would assume is at everybody's top of best movie ever, 1963, but yeah. versus the the stupid one with Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't alive in 1963, so I like the Liam Neeson one. I'm sorry. Oh, you got to watch the other <laughs> one and then you'll I'm like so it. I'm so sorry for your loss, Bo. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go back to one that I mentioned because I really enjoy it. And it is a ghost movie, which is What Lies Beneath. Yes. I love What Lies Beneath. I think that is one of the best slow burn ghost movies. And the way they did it is a little bit terrifying. Well, it's a lot terrifying because of the you know, the mental aspect of thinking that you're crazy when mm -hmm. you're experiencing things. Yeah. That that one would be on my list. Plus, it has Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison oh. Ford, so. Yeah, that's gold right there. Yeah. Um, Another one where she doesn't know if she's crazy is Dark Water with Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Like, that's also the same kind of vibe, same I would say. It came out about the same time, if I recall. So I think so, yeah. Um, I remember... That was all post Ghostbusters mm -hmm. when everybody was had to make a ghost movie. And which we, we gotta mention Ghostbusters. We gotta mention Ghostbusters, which you know that I love Ghostbusters. Don't get me wrong. I think it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Is it a good ghost movie? Yes. I think it actually the first one is actually a good spooky ghost movie. The second and third ones, uh not so much. Uh the fourth one started to turn back, but again, I still don't think of it as a great ghost movie. But that first one, man, it hits all the notes. It's fantastic. I think so. And I think the newest one, what is it? Afterlife. 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 I have yeah. to say that one kind of goes back to the ghost. It, it, it does some nostalgia bait, I think. I mean, yeah. I think at the end when the other Ghostbusters show up, the original Ghostbusters show up for like five minutes at the end for no reason. I was like, whoa, where did they, they weren't coming. They weren't coming. Oh, it's a miracle. They showed up. Uh, okay. There was no reason for that. There was no scene for that. So. Uh, that was that was nostalgia bait and i That's I, didn't, fine. I, didn't I thought at least it paid homage to it yeah the the third one where they pretended like none of the others ever existed was it was like a saturday night live skit that just went on too long you i love the, the girl improv. ghostbusters i think they did a good job what i think was bad was them ignoring what had previously happened because i think if they had incorporated it I think if they had found like the equipment it. or something like that kind yeah. of like what they did with afterlife i think that would have been perfect yeah. Uh, now, the one along those lines that I think actually got it right was the Frighteners. Yes, I love oh, the yeah. Frighteners. Michael J. Fox, where it's basically reverse Beetlejuice. He's a human and he talks to the ghosts and he gets them to haunt houses so he can come in and exorcise them and make money, which is great. 
And then it's got a great murder mystery B plot to it that ties into some of our favorite things, serial killers. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's true. And that of will... course, Peter Jackson directed that. So right before he did the Lord of the Rings movies. So yeah, no, that was a good one. Okay, so what I'm gonna throw out, which did not make my top three list, but I think is a fantastic ghost movie, mm. hopefully not blowing apart your list further, is the sixth sense. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Sixth Sense is absolutely a ghost movie that deserves some recognition because if you have not seen it yet, it has a very, very good premise. And I think it was very well done because a lot of people, not me, because I guess the plot of everything, was really surprised at the ending when Bruce Willis was not... Well, I'm not going to give it away for. Did you see it before you knew, or would had it already been spoiled? No, it hadn't been spoiled because of my experiences with seeing ghosts. I tended when I saw I see dead people, I was like, "Nope, that's okay. I lived that. I'm fine. I don't need to do that." <laughs> and honestly, I was pregnant at the time, which made seeing things even worse. Right, yeah. so. Um, I was like, no. And then a friend brought it over and was like, and I I didn't read anything, nothing. And we started watching it. And there is a scene where the kiddo is there and the mom and Bruce Willis. And I went, blah. I'm not going to say what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot a, of you know. It's but everybody I'm, knows. Bruce Willis is dead. It's okay. He's dead. And so <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Bruce Willis is dead. And literally my friend turned and he's like, what? And I'm like, He's, he's not talking, he's not touching he's anything. He's not, yeah. you know, not interacting and, with anybody but the kid. I knew that immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, he's, he hasn't changed. You even see him die at the beginning of the movie. They just fade out right before he dies. So, you know, did he die? Yeah. No, of course he did. I thought the anyway, bit when she's like reaching for the check, that was where I was like, you know, he reaches for the check and she grabs it from him. I'm like, okay, he's dead. Yeah. yeah, uh, no, yeah I was, just was, was like, he's not changing clothes, none of this. And I said it. My friend actually cussed me out, got up and walked out of my house. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I've, only, I've had that happen. I had that happen with a movie, uh, another ghost movie. It was a found footage movie that gets a lot of, I enjoyed it still, even though I figured out some of the twists early on. And that's a movie called Grave Encounters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's basically making fun of our boys. Uh, the ghost adventures crew because they they do it as a found footage they're making a they're going into a haunted asylum and they're filming the footage and it goes wrong immediately and definitely a fun one to watch i would not highly recommend it but it's one if you just want something fun i actually prefer there's another one found footage that a lot of people don't know about called lake mungo Mm. and that's an oddball one there it's not really ghosts or demons but isn't that usually on the list of like top 10 messed up kind of horror movies kind of yeah but it's about dealing with loss and closure Mm. after death so it's kind of is it ghosty is it not it's another one of those spoilers it's kind of not but it's it's still very cool horror movie Bo, do you have your top three i can think of a top three Okay. I know many. <laughs> You're going to have to do a top three because we have to get into our top three. Okay. Yeah, I'm down to my last one. So I've already said my last, I've got two left. So yeah. Okay. Well then I'll go with my number three and Bo can come up with her number three. Yep. My number three, Stir of Echoes. 
Oh, so good. It's so good. I was hoping somebody was going there because it made my honorable mention list. So good. So this is more of a heavy kind of movie, Stir of Echoes. It's not playful like some of these other ones. And this one has one of my favorites, Kevin Bacon in it, right? And needless to say, he puts him in a hypnotic trance and then stuff starts to happen. Mm. And um, is he hallucinating? Are other things happening? Is it way worse than he thinks? I think so. So there is a Stir of Echoes too. I can say with all honesty, I've never watched it. So I don't know if it's any good. I can't say I've seen it either. so. So, but Stir of Echoes, Kevin Bacon, number three on my list of top three. Oh, my number three is the Sentinel from Ooh. 1977. Yes. A woman moves into an apartment complex, starts having weird dreams, and turns out all of her neighbors are ghosts. And it has one of like the creepiest scenes in it in any movie I've ever watched. Love it. It's kind of stupid, but highly oh, recommend. No, it's, it's a classic. I think I saw it. And The Exorcist, I think, in the same day as a kid. Oh, and it was, sounds rough. Man, that was, a, that was a rough day. That was a rough day. I was going to say, I wouldn't recommend that for anyone. What the heck? <laughs> I think uh, that messed me up for quite a while, those two. So yeah. I would think so. Uh, Mark, what about, what is your number two then? My number two uh, ghost movie is one we mentioned on the Halloween must-see list. It's an odd thing. It's from the Hammer Horror Collection. And it is called Catermass and the Pit. And it starts with guys working on the London Underground, working on the, the subway system, and they uncover an unknown cave behind it. And in that is a crashed flying saucer. <laughs> and they find alien bodies in the flying saucer. And it's been there millennia, long before London was even built. And they bring in Professor Catermass, who's basically pre-Doctor Who, Doctor Who. And okay. he's got his science team. And they come to start investigating the place. The military start cordoning off. Weird stuff starts happening immediately. Poltergeist-like activity. And are they seeing demons? Are they seeing other things? Spoiler alert, it's the ghosts of the aliens that have been disturbed. And they have been there for generations. The whole area is called Hobbs End because hobgoblins and stuff have abounded in this area for centuries. This is where the fire started of old London town and stuff. So it it's a lot of science in it. Nigel Keel is the writer of this, who went on to write some of my other favorite things, The which I'm going to mention number one here in a minute. He also wrote that. But this is an amazing movie. 1960s, incredible. I love it. I love it. Okay, so my number two, another again serious movie, The Others. Ah, Ooh, good, good. That's a good yeah. one. That is my number two because that is another one like Sixth Sense where what the fuck is actually happening? Because you're on the flip side of what is going on in that house. It's Paul Kidman. If you to say Beetlejuice three times, it would have been a different movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. I remember seeing that and what was it? There was a comedy that came out shortly thereafter. Oh, it was a number of years after, but I remember seeing both them together. It was a ghost town with Ricky Gervais. 
who is a mm-hmm. dentist who has a near-death experience and suddenly can see ghosts and talk to ghosts and and <laughs> oh, it's a yeah. comedy yeah and he and he's Ricky Gervais being Ricky Gervais where he doesn't want to deal with anybody or anything and now every ghost in town wants to talk to him so <laughs> no that's that's true okay Bo what is your number two my number two is Oculus oh um, yes Karen Gillian I don't remember who else is in the movie but she's uh looking into paranormal stuff because her brother is convicted of murder and she's trying to like prove him innocent and it has like the craziest soundtrack you gotta like watch it in a dark room and let it immerse you it's so good I like it I like it okay number ones who wants to do number ones first I'll save mine for a minute okay I'll go first Okay. Because this is a mad dash to my favorite, Mr. Matthew Lillard. <gasps> this is my number ghosts. one. This <laughs> is my number one, too. Oh, my God. 13 Ghosts. I cannot even... I know we've talked about this movie before, but I cannot say enough about it because the fact is they have so much folklore with the Black Zodiac as part of 13 Ghosts. And I yep. think we could do an episode on the Black Zodiac talking about the 13 different ghost characters that need to be created and need to be brought together to create this situation. And I love the way they did it. It's got Tony Shalhoub in it too. I think that the way they did this and the way they did the technology of it in it, and to this day, I still... I absolutely love this movie. Like the crazy house. It's the movie I watch when I'm sad. I just put on 13. Hey, it's good background noise. That's good background noise. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my it is God. So good. It just yeah. it is just one of the best well-written movies because it's like a tearjerker from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know? To the, oh, I just but it's also it. funny because Matthew Lillard is there. Yes, that's true. This is true. Okay. Mark, what is your number one? Wow us. Okay. Number one is another just true classic and it is called the stone tape this ghost movie uh was made for british television but it was released as a movie in the u.s yeah uh, but it had a very limited release but it's incredible again science above all and that's what's cool about this is this record company they're trying to develop the new technology to replace magnetic media so this is pre-cd but you know they're getting to the end of the magnetic tape and okay. they're saying this is a british company they're like it's a little dated because they're like well we got to beat the japanese to figuring this out you know it's whoever invents this next medium it's going to be the king of the world and they set up in an old castle because it's the cheapest place to set up and they start studying all these waveforms and different things they're working on it and sure enough the castle has a replay ghost, as you call it. Mm-hmm. And the girl who's there is psychically attuned, so she starts seeing it. And she starts having a lot of experiences with it. Now, the team, some of them are seeing it, some of them are not. And so they're trying to figure out why. And now they've got all this equipment to study all these things. They're like, hey, why don't we, on our spare time, we can't break away from doing this other thing. Let's look into this. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on with the ghost. And then a few more have experiences. And they go, oh, this is it. You're seeing full-bodied apparitions. We're seeing 
this is in your head. Somehow the, the rocks here have recorded this. And if we can figure out a way to trigger it, we can show it to everybody. And it's not just hi-fi sound. This is in your head. So this is full 3D. This is as real as it gets. The best sound, the best quality, everything. And it's recorded into the stone itself. So let's figure it out. and Let's study it. And of course, they have to get more and more extravagant because some people just aren't in tune and aren't seeing it. And they can't make consistent results with it. And in the meantime, they're trying to figure out what the hell this ghost is. What's her story? Because it's this woman screams and falls down some stairs that aren't there anymore. And the more they do it, the stairs start reappearing. Things start reappearing. And it just builds tension, tension, tension. And one of the best endings ever. So I'll just leave it at that. As you should, as my ring just came in. I love it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. With that, I think, Crapplers, we have given you many, many things to grab a cup of mold wine or an entire container of it well, and sit and watch it, right? Yep. And we have one more movie we have to... I, I oh. say is above the number one. <laughs> I say is the ultimate ghost movie. We've mentioned it before. That is The Haunting, 1963. Oh, I our... don't disagree, but Mark, we talked about The Haunting. Enough. That's why I didn't bring it up on this, <laughs> but it is, I consider it ghost movie emeritus. It is the must-see of all the other ghost stories. You have to see the original Haunting. Okay. Between everyone's homework 13, is to I go watch go haunting watch. and go play bureau 13 go or mark bureau. will haunt your dreams come on listeners i'm waiting on that letter writing campaign to make us all play bureau 13 where i run an adventure for these guys okay no you're not giving everybody that idea that's not happening as we're going well, into the very that. don't edit that both <laughs> mark writing it down can you take us out of here before we get haunted ourselves? All right, listeners. Thank you so much, as always, for all you do. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for uh, sharing us and letting others know about us. Please continue to do so, as always. Leave reviews if you can. We'd like that for our New Year's resolution to get more reviews. That seems to help the algorithms and all that fun things that are a little beyond us. Please Go to the Erie Travels website and share it out. Go to paranormalitymag.com and vote for us for one of your top 10 podcasts. We always love being on that list. And if you buy anything there, use the code TRAVELS and get an extra 10% off. And with that, gang, I will say be mindful of the spirits. Keep your eyes open in those dark hallways. Never say I'll be right back because we'll see you on the other side. Mm -hmm.